today, on this most auspicious holiday, we celebrate the story of British outcasts and outlaws who crossed the sea and teamed up with the indigenous peoples of the Americas to fight back what could only be described as, and this is a direct quote, what in the fresh turkey hell is going on, culminating in a parade of colorful vehicles dragging behind an airborne, uh, shall we say, spectacle. That's right. We're talking about Hobbs and Shaw. Already super lost. What's up? It's our Thanksgiving special, Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, I'm and it's Jack our Kotzker. I'm Joe Kotzker, and it's our COVID special. I have COVID. Welcome, everybody. I apologize in advance. <laughs> it's because this movie is so sick that Joey has uh, gotten up and subsequently gotten down with the sickness. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you sure you have COVID and not the snowflake virus? Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. And I don't say that because you're a, a dirty liberal. I say that because the plot of this movie surrounds a MacGuffin called the snowflake virus. <laughs> <laughs> I did forget that for a moment. Uh, that's true. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure that uh, what I have is uh, is is the Rona. Uh, I, uh, yeah, no, we didn't have to go into it, but, uh, you know, we've, uh, we've put this off. the job, (laughs) We've delayed recording this episode for long enough. I'm gonna, gonna soldier through it. Yeah, at this point, like, we, uh, we watched the, the movie, like, what, like, two weeks ago? Yeah, something like that. Like, we, we gotta, we gotta record our impressions before it goes any further, and, well, um, I mean, let's just, let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it. First things first, I just want to mention, this is the one movie, besides the original Fast and Furious, that I have seen before. This is the only movie, actually, that I've seen in theaters before Fast 10, uh, and that was because I, I mentioned the story uh, on our uh, first episode, um, but my friends and I actually watched this movie and then went home and watched the first Fast and Furious to try to figure out how they were connected, um, and we could not <laughs> anything else. Uh, and that was that was kind of the beginning of of the inception of the podcast. This movie uh, fucking slaps. I, have I to, was gonna say. I, I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah. This is peak. This movie, I think, is the best this franchise. I gets. can't imagine anything is better in this franchise than this movie. This movie is genuinely. I had so much fun watching it. This is this is a very it fun rips movie. ass. It's awesome. It starts with like the super virus being stolen, and then hard cuts, and that's by the way set to like they they fade us into um, if I could save like time in a bottle, right? Yeah. Um, and it occurred to me. My first that, note, by the way, is uh, finally some good fucking food. That is also my first note. <laughs> okay. It's finally good music. Yeah. Um, and then it goes from there to Hobbs and Shaw waking up mm. in their beds, and you watch their daily routines in a side by side split screen. It's a brilliant choice, honestly. And it's like pretty they good. each they each go and do like a, their respective action sequence of beating up some like punks, but like Shaw like walks in, um and like, you know, he's like dressed in a fine suit. Hobbs walks in, he's dressed in like you know, they're they're in completely different places. But uh, you know, Hobbs walks in and he's in like a tank top 
and um like you know the 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 thugs turn around and they you know say to to both of them like who are you and and Dwayne Johnson says uh I'm an ice cold can of whoop ass and uh Jason Statham says I'm what you call a champagne problem and like yeah, no it's it's actually very good like parallel establishing both of their characters literally like in split screen uh, as in case you've never seen any of the Fast and Furious movies, which I assume happened for a lot, was the case for a lot of people when this movie came out. Yeah, but like this movie is good. Yeah, <laughs> like it does become a Fast and Furious movie in the last act. Like, and we we will get to that mm. when we kind of just like talk about it. But like the last half hour of this movie is Fast and Furious in a way which isn't good. Yeah. Like, it features The Rock pulling a helicopter down with a chain. (laughs) (coughs) Some juicy coughs there, bro. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, and it's like a whole extended car chase. The ending, I also just gotta talk about it. The ending has a clock countdown where they're like, we have 30 minutes exactly. And it starts in the nighttime. And they're like, we'll do it. We'll do the fight at dawn. So when the like, you know, sun comes up, it's like right in the enemy's eyes. But it goes this like the clock is still ticking. So, you know, they can't time skip. It goes from like dead of night, no light in the sky to sun directly above. Okay, wait, I did see something because this is listed in like the the IMDB like gaffes or whatever. Um, but there's like a, uh, there was a reason given for it. Hold on. Let me see. It was extremely funny when I saw it. Because this uh, was wild to me that like, they're like, we have, they established the clock. They established yeah, okay. the time. And then it's like dead of night, next shot. There's a bit of sun. Next shot after that, yeah. it is the middle of the day. Yeah. Apparently it just had to do with like how much time it took them to shoot the scene. Or something, right? Like that's they just bullshit. Yeah, but like that. But that's apparently how how it ended up happening. Like they they were were shooting it all like in one go or something. So they ended up spending like half a day shooting what was supposed to be a thirty minute scene. Um, I think is the, the if if I remember what I saw correctly, but I can't find right. it now. Whatever, well, it doesn't matter. Well, let's but just, yes. I guess let's just briefly discuss the, um, you know, just the, the overall plot of the movie. Yeah. So the basic plot is that, um, so as is established in this movie, so Helen Mirren, Mama Shaw, mm-hmm. has three baby Shaws. Yes. She's got Deckard Shaw, who is Jason Statham, Owen Shaw, who is the other guy who dies in the ride. Wait, I'm blanking on his name. I know this actor's name. We mentioned it in the first episode. Oh, okay. I don't know his name. Other guy, other Shaw, other Shaw. Right. Um, Luke Evans. Luke Evans. Sure. Um, and then apparently Hattie Shaw, who right. is um played by, and I want to get her name right. She was in um is uh Vanessa Kirby. She is um the she's in Mission Impossible. Uh, and oh, this I think okay. is the. It also has another, the scientist who invents the snowflake virus is also one of the guys from Mission Impossible. Oh, really? Um, Yeah, and this one feels the most like a Mission Impossible movie to me. Sure. Um, 
it, you know, and and we mentioned when we watched Nine that Fast and Furious feels like it wants to be Mission Impossible. Um, this movie feels like the closest that they get. Mm. Um, but anyway, so um, you know, the, there's a bad guy cyborg, uh, Brixton, I think. Yeah, his name sounds is. right. It's uh, Idris Elba. Idris Elba. He is a uh, a cyborg who works for um, Etion. Etion. Yeah, there's some. They are described as like a, a technology cult or something. It's yeah, pretty... they're it's they're a cult who believes that technology can solve the world's problems like climate change, um, and they also right. control yeah, the uh, media. Co- completely insane, right? Yeah, or whatever. Oh, but they do control the media. Yeah, that one was. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's important. True. We'll get back to that. We'll okay. get back to that. I have what to say about that. We'll get back <laughs> okay. to it. Um. And so uh, she takes the virus to prevent uh, Lady Shaw takes the virus to prevent uh, Brixton from getting it. So then he frames her and then Hobbs and Shaw can't work together, but they both get recruited by the CIA. We'll get back to that in a moment. Uh, Okay. I want to talk about, yeah. All right. We want to talk about that now or should we just talk about what the plot is? They have to learn to work together in order to help Shaw's sister. Sure. Yeah. And Um, they, they hate, they do not like each other. They they hate each each other. They hate each other. A good 30% of the movie is just pretty funny roasts of just yeah. one of them roasting the other one. Um, pretty good. Pretty yeah. pretty good. Yeah, or, you know, there's, like, uh, yeah, I would say a, a good chunk of the movie is them, like, trying to catch each other in order, essentially, like, D's nuts jokes. Yes, right? there's one where Shaw makes Hobbs a fake passport for uh, the name Michael Oxmall, so that when he goes to the airport, the airport attendant is like, Mike Oxmall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, like, they're, they're that sort of caliber of, like, in messing with each scene, other. In a post-credit Dwayne Johnson, the, the Hobbs gets yeah. him back by... Uh, framing him under the fake name of Hugh Janus, so yeah, that the cops okay. arrest him as Hugh Janus. <laughs> yeah, so it's no. just a lot of D's nuts. It's yeah, no, it's li- that literally sort of that caliber of like ribbing each other, um, and that's like a good chunk of the movie for sure. Right, and then they all get framed, so they all have to go dark, and then they um, end up uh, in the final act of the movie. Uh, so they go to. Um, the Etienne headquarters, which is apparently in Chernobyl, there's a whole action yeah. sequence there, and then uh, they need—they have nowhere left to go. So apparently, Hobbs has been a because stri- the-, the whole movie I was thinking like, oh, it's very Shaw family focused. Yeah, the last act because it's set up at the beginning that I did Hobbs actually. Yeah. yeah, so in the beginning, right, there's a scene where Hobbs is talking to his daughter, right, about, like, his family, right, and he talks about being from Samoa, and so I, I so, and The Rock is actually Samoan, right? So, yes. um, I just, uh, I noted that it was cool that they made the character of Luke Hobbs actually Samoan, so that The Rock doesn't have to be in blackface at any point in the, <laughs> in, in the Fast and Furious franchise. No, but they actually, they go to Samoa. They actually and... go to, yes. Yeah, and he reconnects with his family, um, and uh, they actually, um, apparently, uh, he did the, um, I want to get the term, it's not a haka, it's, because it's Samoan, it's the, but like the the tribal war chant thing, Uh um, he does do it in the movie, like they all do it before they fight the the Etienne bad guys, Uh Um, and apparently this was a surprise for his mother, he took, like The Rock took his mom to the premiere of the movie and she didn't know this was in it, apparently it was like a a nice like surprise for her, so this is is all very nice, I do want to talk about though, the reason I rushed to this point in the end is because I want to talk about how 
I do think that this movie, more than any probable previous movie mm. uh, in that exists in the Fast and Furious universe, because we haven't seen them yet. Sure. But I'm just going to venture a guess and say that Hobbs probably starts out as a character and ends as Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Right? Just because I feel like the vector of The sure. Rock's career is that he starts out acting and eventually just plays himself in everything and yeah. we were actually talking you know off mic uh, a couple days ago about how this is also just like the the terminal uh trajectory of any tenure performance in the marvel cinematic universe that you, sure. end, you start playing a character and you end up playing yourself and the characters just become the actors um and uh, the examples that we gave are like you know robert downey jr can start uh, you know just playing robert downey jr instead of playing tony stark it won't matter but when um mark ruffalo stops playing bruce banner and is just written as mark ruffalo it mm. fundamentally changes the character so i don't know how much this actually changes the character of hobbs i did sure. think that it was nice to get like his authentic cultural representation in the movie but it also did occur to me specifically during the scene when his daughter's like oh you know that eyebrow thing you do i'm like yeah okay i wrote this eyebrow? down i was like are you telling me that the people's eyebrow is a canonically part of the rocks fest sona <laughs> yeah i was i was like we have traversed the the multiverse here and, and I, now, like, it really took me out of it for a moment i was like wait really yeah because there's like a whole extended bit about how hobbs does the rock eyebrow and i was just like i see like, it's one thing to make a character your own. It's another thing when, like, The Rock is like, this is literally me. Yeah. Um, another thing about The Rock uh, is that he is good friends with Kevin Hart. Um, yes. Oh. Randomly oh. shows up in oh. this movie. It's the best. Oh, it made me so happy. It Honestly. very funny. He just randomly shows up and is like, yo, I'm going to be the third guy. It's he's, be he's, like, he's, he's, he's the uh, the air marshal on the flight that they're flying. I forget which leg of their, their trip it is. Uh, oh, I guess it's from um, the UK to Russia. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Right. So uh, so Kevin Hart is like the, the air marshal on the plane. And so he just like tries to, ins he overhears them arguing and he's just like decides that he's going to insert himself as the third man. Because apparently the... like he's an, he's an ex like special forces yeah. officer or whatever. And now he's stuck doing like being an air marshal. So he's like, you guys need a third to balance out your like comedic <laughs> rhythm. And they're like, no, thanks. And then, like, <laughs> he shows up later. Like he, yeah. here's like, they just randomly, they're like, we're one wanted everywhere there's nowhere we could go and then they're like randomly halfway around the world and they call kevin hart and they're like hey thanks for getting us that plane across. yeah right and well because like apparently because because uh, they have to get from chernobyl to samoa, samoa. which is yeah. not a flight that exists right so so <laughs> kevin hart has to get them. is it not a flight that exists it's i don't think any two place i don't think anyone has ever yeah traveled directly there's never been chernobyl any connection exactly so kevin hart has to charter them a flight basically so that, but I that's like the... it's not like they're like we know a guy it's like they're already in samoa and they're like hey yeah. kevin hart thanks Thank, for, getting the thanks for that yeah <laughs> just to kind of explain a way um this one did have some while we're just talking about things we noticed about it it did have some good um let's say techno babble mm. we're gonna do a techno babble they say hacking show. the mainframe a lot in this movie they do yeah. say hacking the mainframe a lot there was one which wasn't even um techno babble uh as they're like going over gear one of them was like earbuds for encrypted communication and i was like <laughs> 
<laughs> but the other one is they're like, this is a gun equipped with optical sights. And I was like, whoa, optical <laughs> other type of sights are there. <laughs> like, run that one by me. Again. I mean, I don't know. That, that, that actually could, I, neither of us are gun people. Like, for all we know, that does mean something. Like, I, I don't know. Who cares? Whatever. Sure. Um, but I do want to talk about just, you know, look, I like this movie. Yeah. I think this is a good movie. Yeah. I, I don't think it is a great film. Yeah. But I think this is, I think, as good as Fast and Furious can aspire to. No, this is a fun, enjoyable action movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think this, and we we update our tier rankings every time, and we'll do that at the end, but I do think that this is perhaps the peak of the franchise. I would be surprised if it's not. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say, just to kind of venture, like, I don't wanna, I don't wanna throw any shade but I'm gonna. Like, one of the things that really, like, helps this one along is the lack of Dominic Toretto. Yeah, okay, yeah. And here's the thing, it's, I was gonna say it's the lack of Vin Diesel's ego, but I don't, here's the thing, Dwayne Johnson has a huge ego, Jason Statham has a huge ego, right? Like, all three of these big, burly, bald men have contract clauses that say that they cannot legally lose a fight in any of these movies. (laughs) Right. Right? Like, which is a ridiculous and insane thing to come up with, right? But that's true. All three of them, Jason Statham, The Rock, and Vin Diesel, right? Um, Like, none of them can stop taking themselves too seriously. That said, there's something about The Rock and Jason Statham in this movie that is, like, fun about it. That Vin Diesel, like, putting himself on a cross and weeping <laughs> yeah. for the fact that kids have iPhones or something, right? Like, fun just is a fundamentally different vibe. Yeah. And I want to say, like, for all, so for all of that, you know, the, the I, I mean, The Rock and Jason Statham both, like, very much are always playing themselves. Um, that is, uh, I mean, not a bad thing, I think, in Fast and Furious, because that seems that just seems to have always been the case. Like, those are their characters. Is There's the character of The Rock, and there's the well, character of Jason think, Statham. Again, as I understand Hobbs' character, he starts out as a rough, no-nonsense, no-sense-of-humor, like, uh, government agent who's going to oh, like, sure, track him okay. down. Because remember, he's one of the people that they send after the, the Right, family. yes. And then he he's like, actually, I like cold-blooded murder. Yeah. <laughs> of, of random I'm a bosses. big fan of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I do think that he starts out more of a character and then becomes The Rock. Sure. Um, but, yeah. But, like, uh, but no, but what I wanted to say was that there, uh, there are uh, actual characters in this movie that are played pretty well uh and that helps it along uh okay so idris elba uh or or what is his name brixton uh i think does uh an excellent job as uh as the villain of this movie although of course we find out that the real villain is an ai uh or i it's not Okay, the real villain is somebody named the director who never shows up and is just a voice print on a computer screen. So I just assumed that it was an AI. Um, uh, I think Brixton does... Idris Elba plays a great, um, like, torn 
antagonist. Mm -hmm. Like, he has a lot of conflict with the director, and mm -hmm. that's what really makes him a compelling character, is you get the sense that he is, he sh he is at the top as far as everyone else goes, but he's still, like, under this guy. He has kind of, like, a Vader complex. Mm -hmm. uh, but Idris Elba plays this very well, um, with subtle little, like, mannerisms and facial mm -hmm. tics and, like... Idris Elba is a phenomenal actor. Um, and, yeah. and, like, a lot of it probably wasn't even in the script. A lot of it is probably just Idris Elba figuring well, out how to play this character. He really. also does have several of, I would just say, the hardest, most incredible lines of any movie ever in this movie that we'll yeah, get to. One of to. them being, by the way, I, I found out in uh, the Amazon, like, X-ray thing, uh -huh. um, he when he says, I'm Black Superman... Oh, okay, that's uh, one of them, yeah. Apparently the original line was uh, uh, supposed to be, I'm Black James Bond, because the joke was he was up for James Bond. Right, yes. Uh, but of course, the British being like the most racist, pitiful, grey island, yes. would never <laughs> cast him as James Bond. Um, but so he he but he but didn't want to comment on it. Wait, hold time. on, stop. So he Let's the line. Cool. Do we want to not alienate the, all the entire United Kingdom? <laughs> They know what they did. Oh, okay. I was saying, we do seem to have, like, three listeners in the United Kingdom for some reason, so... Oh, wait. Oh, shit. Then maybe we shouldn't... Sorry, uh, guys. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> Whoever you are. But I do also want to talk about the relationship between Brixton and Shaw, mm. um, because... This well, I just wanted to say, before we get into that, the other character who I think really carries this movie is actually the character of Hattie Shaw, who yes, no, she's, she's excellent. is like a like a, a well. I've already forgot the actress's name because I've Vanessa never seen Kirby. her or anything else. Vanessa Kirby, right? She's like actually playing a character with like interest, motivation, and it, I mean, she's like sort of the central, um, like driving action in the the movie. Um, right. She is simultaneously the um like inciting incident and the main like you know her getting into this is is kind of like what drags Hobbs and Shaw into it in the first place. Um she kind of has like you know it, it's like her repairing her relationship with her brother and also like kind of you know her and uh Dwayne Johnson flirting a bit which if um, we haven't said yet she gets infected with the or she she's not infected with it. She has the in order to keep the it's a super virus. It's a programmable super virus, so it's in her bloodstream, but it won't, like, activate until it, um... Until, like, like 48 hours or something. Yeah, and if, then if it's it, not, like, you know, scanned or contained within 72 hours or whatever. If they don't want, they don't get it out of her, then the capsules that are in her bloodstream will dissolve, and then the virus will get out and actually kill her. Yeah, and everybody. Yeah. Um... But I, I want to talk about Brixton's relationship with Shaw because apparently they were like buddies in uh, MI6, and then um, Etienne. Uh, For those of you keeping track, that is yet another uh, intelligence agency that is not the agency. Yes. In I also this wrote movie. down when when Hobbs is like, um, "Oh, I'm not CIA. I'm D I'm former DSS." Right, right. Yeah, I wrote these all down. I was like, "Okay, then, so we got MI6. Mr. Nobody is mentioned as well as being a, like a conduit between the CIA and MI6. So it's like, yeah. yo, there's a lot to unpack here. Oh yeah." Um, but, yeah, so Brixton apparently was re then recruited by Etienne, and then tried to recruit Shaw, and then Shaw shot him, but then he was rebuilt as a cyborg. Right. Um, now, I wanna, uh, and then, uh, and then apparently as revenge, Brixton used Etienne's influence to frame Shaw 
for uh like murder or something which apparently alienated him from his sister who was still mi6 and then he went and and became a, a criminal or whatever now i wanted to i bring this up because there's a scene later on where shaw's like i've done some things i'm not proud of that you know all because of what that monster did to me and i'm like <laughs> didn't you kill like a whole bunch of people like i don't know because like yeah i haven't seen those movies yet but like I'm pretty sure you, like, killed a named character, who was later brought back anyway. But, sure. like, you didn't know that. You killed some people, didn't you? And I'm sure, I'm sure that he also killed unnamed characters, but they, yeah. they don't really matter in the Fast and Furious universe. Sure. But, like, I'm also pretty sure that he did at least attempt to kill several main characters. Uh, and it's Look, like... he's a, he's a bad guy. He's been a bad guy, right? Like, yes. So... No, I'm just saying, he, he's got, like, anime villain. Like, everyone's like, oh, we forgive you. And I'm like, but should we? Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't seem like he has real... He's like, I've done things I'm not proud of. And I'm like, yeah, but have you done anything to atone for it? Because I happen to know that the next time that we see you and Han does show up, right? Mm. You're like... Oh, I'm gonna kill you again. Fight him, <laughs> right? Like you know, you're you're not like, oh, thank God I didn't kill a guy. You're like, I guess I got more people to kill, huh? Yeah. Um and then uh just you know, some things to mention. Um so uh the director yeah, for a lot of these uh Fast and Furious movies usually comes out with like a director's cut of like slightly extended scenes. Um there was one announced for this movie um it never came out uh not sure why but uh so i went that you can watch and look up the extended scenes um i did watch like the half hours worth of extended scenes that exist for this movie on youtube um and it's basically just more d's nuts it's just like longer <laughs> conversations of them getting each other with d's nuts mm -hmm. um there's like a longer there are longer speeches of kevin hart impotently trying to insert himself into the dynamic there's longer sequences of hobbs and shaw arguing with each other and you know uh going got him at the end there's longer sequences of the rocks you know forced sexual tension with uh you know vanessa kirby um it's just it's just the same like quippy conversations but long this time so mm. we didn't really didn't really miss much there were a couple plot developments a couple things which are explained in the extended conversations which uh don't get explained in the main movie but they're not super um like one thing that keeps coming back to is um hattie shaw has a specific necklace um and it's only explained in the extended uh oh, cut of okay. the scene that it was it, as kids it was a gift from deckard um that she still wears even though she like disowned him um and she doesn't know why and then the rock suggests like well it's because you never truly let go um and stuff like that um there's like longer sequences between the rock and his brother who's played by uh the guy from the meg uh who's not jason statham but yeah. jason statham's friend from the meg is no the Rock's i wrote, I wrote it down he's great um he's been in uh, a number of things recently um but yeah, apparently, you know, the the Rock's uh, family, um, you know, like his, his dad was uh, like used his like car shop as a cover for like heists and stuff. Now, here's the interesting thing about this, which mm -hmm. raises a question. When they first introduce Hobbs as the government agent obsessed with tracking down Dominic Toretto, 
do they? Is this relevant at no, all? Is yeah. this relevant? Because if not, this is a brilliant retcon. Yeah. Right? That, like, when we see his family, we find out that he comes from, basically, the Samoan Toretto's. Right. Right? Like, and that would be why he was obsessed with tracking down Dom in the first place. Um, if that isn't mentioned ever, like, if there's not a scene where Hobbs is like, my father was a man like you, right. Dom, that's yeah. why I'm gonna take you down, then this is a brilliant retcon. Yeah, um, for sure. They uh, also, by the way, have, like, so they, they go through a lot of, like, um, trouble to, to show the, like, uh, the strife between, like, The Rock and his, his, uh, his brother, right, and, like, the, the way in which they, um, their, like, estrangement has hurt both of them, and then they have, uh, like, at the end of the movie, there's, like, a really, uh, a compelling, uh, resolution to that. They resolve their estrangement as brothers and, like, you know, are able to, uh, you know, like, forgive each other, right? And this has, uh, uh, like, a, a decent amount of emotional weight given, like, the, the fact that we actually, like, had the time to, like, I don't know, see them interact with each other and have any sort of, like, investment in this. In contrast to all of F9, which is all I could think about. Right, Which yeah. has the whole also, movie... this whole movie is about the reconciliation between Shaw and Hattie. Yeah, right? like, the whole movie... This whole movie is about reconciliation between siblings, right? And uh, does just such a better job at, in every way than F9 does. Oh, and uh, also... Um... On that note, at the end, like they're like uh, Deckard and Hattie go to break uh, Mama Shaw at a prison, and there's this touching scene with the three of them reunited and stuff. Question: mm. Is Luke Evans Shaw actually dead? Like, did he die? It, it like, is unclear. There's never any mention. Yeah of him being around or coming back or anything like that. And yeah. I know he blows up in the ride, but like, I don't. I yeah, don't think that like the ride is acknowledged <laughs> yeah i have no idea what the deal is but he is not he is not in this movie so you know what are you yeah, gonna I do you do i do wonder about that because if there were a character who is still alive you know that they'd bring them back yeah right like you know that luke evans shaw would be in fast 10 i mean two. unless there's some reason that they don't want him in these movies Oh, you mean anymore. like Luke Evans did a, did a oopsie-daisy? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I haven't actually looked into it. Let's see. If I Google... Are we just gonna quickly Google... <laughs> I'm just gonna Google... Did he do a sex crime? <laughs> we quickly Google Luke Evans problematic. Yeah, let's just find out. Here's the thing. If you, well, hold on. That's not fair. If you Google anybody in the word problematic, <laughs> you'll find something. Uh, looking at his Wikipedia page. Let's see. I actually don't see anything recent here at all. Maybe he, like, retired from acting or, or took a break. Oh, no, he's still acting. He was just in uh, the Zemeckis Pinocchio. Oh, he was in the live-action Beauty and the Beast as Gaston. Poor guy. I hope he has something to do with ride in Disney live-action remakes. Yeah, jeez. Okay. Well, let's see. So he he apparently was in the Fate of the Furious. So maybe we'll find out when we get to that one. Spoileroonies. Yeah. Sorry. Um, oh, I'm trying looking at Luke Evans' filmography now, trying to figure out what he's been doing. Okay. Well, I want to talk about the director. Though. Now, this is interesting. He's credited as having the voice role of Owen Shaw in Fast and Furious Supercharged. Does that mean he's not? He wasn't physically in the. Oh, ride? I think everybody in that ride is like CGI'd. No? <laughs> oh, aren't they? That's awesome. <laughs> oh God. 
I want to talk about the director, because um, this is directed by uh, David Leach or Leech. I think I think it's Leech. Okay. Um, and he has a very specific style of filmmaking. Film Twitter does not like this guy. Ugh. Um, I happen to like this guy. Not everything, but more often than not. And I think that we have to talk about what we like about this guy's filmography and what we don't like, because it will bring up a very specific problem with this movie. Wait, all right. Can you let me look I'm going to read his filmography. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, I, haven't, I don't know. I'm going to read his filmography. We're going to save our conversation about the, the flaw this brings to light until the end. Okay. You see, he was one of the two directors of John Wick. The, like, the first John Wick. Okay. Um, then he followed it up with Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron, which I have not seen. Don't I don't know what that is. Good, but it's it's like the lady John Wick. Um, he uh, did, okay. He did also, like, he produced the other John Wick movies and the movie Nobody, which I've heard is excellent, and also Violent Night, which is the okay. one where David Harbour is Santa Claus. Right, that one's pretty great. Uh, but his next director's role was Deadpool 2. Ugh. Then Hobbs and Shaw. Then he directed Bullet Train. Okay. Uh, and he's coming out with a new movie starring Ryan Gosling and, um, um, what's her face? Help me out here, dude. I don't um, know what you're talking about. Jungle Cruise. Oppenheimer. Emily Blunt? Emily Blunt, yes, thank you. <laughs> I guess we're leaving that in. Um, sure. Sorry, Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt. Uh, Miss, Mrs. Krasinski. Yes, Mrs. Krasinski. Um, <laughs> Mrs. Jim from The Office. And when this trailer came out, like all like like mm. people either reacted to the trailer of like, oh, this looks like a Wait, fun action. What comedy. movie? Uh, what movie? What are you the talking fall about? Guy. The fall oh, guy. okay. I got trailer out. And people's reactions were either like oh, this looks like a fun action comedy. And some people, like film Twitter people, for some reason were like, if there is a hell, David <laughs> H is, belongs at the bottom circle. I, n nothing can stop me from, you know, hacking him to pieces with my own bare hands. Jeez, okay. I, I have no idea what's wrong with people. Like, he doesn't make, like, you know, fine art pieces, but these are fun... I mean, so far you've actually described a number of, I think, my favorite movies that I've seen in recent years. So, like, you know. Except for one glaring problem on his record. Deadpool. Deadpool Which is Deadpool 2. <laughs> okay. And then we have to talk about how a year after Deadpool 2 he came out with this movie and the fallout that such a production yeah. had on this production. Because we're enjoying the peak of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Just trying to get through a movie without fucking Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. Barging into the movie and Just monopolizing doing, screen time. Doing his dirty thing. Doing his one bit, which is so painfully unfunny and yeah. lame. And then he keeps coming back. Yeah. Yeah, why is he in more of the... Like, why is he not just in the one scene? Whatever. He's in the one scene at the beginning where he's the CIA agent who uh, recruits Hobbs. And, Joey, do you want to share what his character's name is? No, I don't remember what his character's name is. Was it important? It's a really dumb joke. 
Oh, okay. I don't remember what it was. The only thing I wrote down for this scene, other than the realization that the agency is not in this movie, um, was that I wrote down that The Rock is the only person who reacts appropriately to Ryan Reynolds. Because, yeah, because The Rock is just sort of, like, the entire time he's on screen, just kind of, like, trying to, like, get him to shut up and leave him alone. Yeah, well, Uh, so no, he shows up, because here's the thing, he's the opposite of Hobbs. His mm. name is Agent Locke. Ugh. And I was like, did they first name him Calvin? Ugh. Like, is his full name Calvin Locke? Like, what are they? <laughs> like, That's really stupid. Yeah, okay. no, it, was, it, it was bad. But anyway, so he shows up and he does a whole, whole bunch of unfunny bits. And then he shows up again at the end uh, and does unfunny bits. And then, like, the post credit scene is just a really long, like, he's like, hold on, keep the camera rolling, I'm gonna do a quick type 5, <laughs> and it just goes, and it's yeah. still not it's, funny. It's pretty painful. And, like, he's just not funny. Here's the thing, all. Zachary. I know some people, for some reason, think Ryan Reynolds is funny, and they enjoy this, like, weird thing he does where he just waves his dick in your face for 30 minutes, and you're supposed to laugh at it, or whatever. I don't understand why. I know some people uh, enjoy that. So, you know, if you like that, you're wrong. But, you know, I just, you know, it's terrible. (laughs) It's really painful and unenjoyable. Uh, Yeah, no, it sucks. Joey, I really, like, I want to avoid using this podcast to piss as many people off as possible. I mean, we've already alienated the United Kingdom this evening, so, you know, what else are we going to do? Like, Ryan and Reynolds makes me look at Will Ferrell and think, like, perhaps I've treated you too harshly. (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh, Zachary, I do know what you mean. (laughs) So we're going to throw fans of Ryan Reynolds, Will Ferrell... (laughs) Um, there's, you know, there's, I, there's no need to bring Will Ferrell into. He's not in any of these. The UK, that we know of. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like Will Ferrell has always been like. I've just been like, you're just talking. You're talking about like nonsense, non sequiturs, and saying the word dick a bunch, and you're, yeah. you think that that makes you funny. But then Ryan Reynolds comes along with even wackier non sequiturs, talking for even longer and saying dick a bunch more. Yeah. And I'm like, actually, Will Ferrell's not that bad. I like him in the Lego <laughs> Movie and Curious George. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's a confident voice actor. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you that's what you really need for uh from him is voice acting. All right. Uh Zachary, I think uh we're coming to the point now where we wanted to take a little break from our discussion of yes, We have uh, more Hobbs we have more Jaw. to discuss. Yeah. Um, but I am I'm, I'm I'm scared by I I finally have uh, uh-huh. uh I I put some uh you know spent some time uh trying to put together uh a, a bit of a, a game for you to play Zachary. Okay. Um I don't I know how how I like being on the other end of this. We, <laughs> I thought we could uh you know maybe take some time in the podcast to talk See, about Now you've put the anxiety of like if the <laughs> bit doesn't work like I'm getting it wrong. Oh like, yeah. Is this like a trivia? So this uh this game is called Sponsor. I hardly know her. Was that a chicken? <laughs> <laughs> Did you fucking chicka chicka? 
Yes. Okay. So this episode, this uh, game is called Sponsor. I hardly know her. And this is a uh, a, a, a little quiz show uh, okay. where Zachary, uh, I'm gonna list to you um, some companies that are all in a sort of a, a similar um, niche area. One of those companies uh, was a corporate partner for the film Hobbs and Shaw. So I'm okay, going so to. So it's like a one question game. And if no, I get it wrong, I there are it. four questions. Okay. Each of which has to do. Um, each of which. It's multiple choice. Okay? okay. So each question has a number of options. Um, one of those options is the correct corporate sponsor for Hobbs and Shaw, but the others are just similar companies, okay? Okay. So your your job is to guess which of these is most... Okay, and, and... I did write down, I saw a logo on a car that was like a close-up insert shot. In oh, okay, it, so maybe you'll on, get... On one of the, the scenes, mm. so if it's that one, I might get it. Oh, okay, so um, that's good. But, so you may have but a chance. I am going to, in good faith, turn off my phone so I can't check my notes. Okay, and good. See if I can get it from memory and just recognize the name that I had written down. But go on, because I, I do not remember it at this time. Cool, okay. So, um, the for, for our first question, uh, which, of the fo- uh, which of the following... Uh, was a corporate sponsor of the film Hobbs and Shaw. Was it A, Turo, a car-sharing service, B, Uber, it's Uber, it's, you know, yeah, casual know with what, your phone, right? You. C, Carvana, a car sales platform, or D, Washe, a car washing service? What was the name of the first one again? Turo. It's what a car-sharing it? service. It sounds really macho, so I'm going to go with that one. You are correct. The answer is A, Turo. Uh, Hell yeah. They did uh, something fascinating where they put together... Here, let's see. Can I send you this? They put together basically collections of different model models of cars inspired by the characters of Hobbs and Shaw... Um, that you can then, I I mean, I think the premise of this platform is that you can, like, borrow other people's cars through it or something. Um, I don't know. It's fascinating. But, uh, here, I'm going to send this to you just because I think it's fun. uh, So it's car B&B. Yes, exactly. Here, I just put this in the Zoom chat. Um, it's a link to their, uh, their official collections. this, Uh, This is still up? Yes, I, I was I was shocked. Yes, uh, I had to do a lot of use of the Internet Archives Wayback Machine for this bit. But holy the, shit, this is still up. <laughs> holy shit! All right, so Hobbs big cars, Hobbs has sleek cars. Exactly, <laughs> basically. That's it. None of the yeah. other characters. That's just yeah, the two. That's okay. it. Uh, but it's more than some of these other sponsors did. So I thought okay. it was worth mentioning. All right. All right. So second question. Yeah. Uh, it's the same thing. I'm just listing companies, okay? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was Go it A, Stitch Fix, a subscription-based personal style help and clothing delivery? Yeah, I listen delivery. to podcasts. Right, so okay. Aware. Right, that one. Was it uh, B, Nordstrom Trunk Club, which is the same thing. It doesn't exist anymore, but it did at the time. Okay. Uh, C, 
Trendy Butler, which is also the same thing. Okay. (laughs) Or was it D, Indochino, the one with the custom suits? This is really good. Uh, (laughs) This is a tough one. I don't think I'm right about it, Mm -hmm. but I really want it to be Nordstrom. (laughs) No, sorry, it's Trendy Butler. Okay, that one felt more right to me, but I really wanted it to be Nordstrom. Yeah, uh, Nordstrom would have been good. No, our, it's... our our Bubby is super into Nordstrom. Always has been. <laughs> I would just, I just love the idea of like you know Hobbs Shaw and our elderly Jewish grandmother. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like the the image that that paints in my brain. Um, I just, I also, the fact that it's a defunct service. Yes, um, yeah, that would have been great, too. Everything about it, I really wanted it to be that one. So, um, Trendy Butler put together some kind of, uh, they, they, you know, they're one of these, like, subscription clothing box things, but they all have some kind of gimmick. So their gimmick was, like, um, they would have, like, different types of quizzes, for like you would tell them the things that you hated about your life or something and they would change it with style i don't know it was garbage nonsense um they had some kind of quiz uh about like whether you were a hobbs or a shaw and it would recommend like style is that quiz still up no unfortunately zachary i the even through the internet archive, I couldn't find it. Um, I don't want to take the "Are you Hobbs? Or are you Shaw?" quiz on the podcast and then be shocked when I find out I'm in fact a Cheetah Rapids. Yeah, no, no. I think uh, unfortunately, I think they had it, it was somehow like being served from their servers, so the internet archive didn't in a way that the internet archive couldn't back up. So now, even if you use the Wayback Machine to go to that URL, it's it's still not there. So sadly, that quiz How will is we no ever know yeah. Which one of us is a Hobbs? I don't know. Which one of us is a Shaw? It's, it's a real shame. It sounds like we're like Golden Girls fans, you know? Like, oh, you're such, <laughs> yeah. a, you're such a Marcy. I don't know if that's a Golden Girl. I, I think I that's a Sex in the City thing that pe- uh, that they talk about, right? Oh, is yeah, like, which that is, is a but... Sex in the City thing. Yeah, I don't know if okay, it's which a Golden Girls thing. Are you <laughs> okay? I literally <laughs> just know the name of the Jewish agent because it's Ari. Cool. And that just stuck with me. I'm like, I didn't think that that name existed outside of, like, very Jewish circles. Well, clearly. <laughs> but he is, you know, yeah. very Jewish. So, yeah. All right. On. Third question. Yeah, hell yeah. S- same thing. Uh, is it Ford, McLaren, Chevrolet, it's McLaren. or Jaguar? I, I yeah, you're right. Okay, logo, cool. Close yeah. up in the movie. No. So, it, it is McLaren. Because also, I looked up, apparently... They did not. Would you would you believe they did not shoot on site at Chernobyl? Yeah. They shot uh, at the McLaren uh, factory and then superimposed it. Yeah, on- yeah. Of course, it's fucking McLaren. McLaren gave them tons of expensive cars to use in the movie, and then did a bunch of like stuff with them. And they invited and- them to film at their factory. Yeah, and they had they had some kind of joint promo um, where there was like a special. Uh, there was, like, a special edition McLaren, I think, that they, uh, like, promoted with the movie or something. Uh, McLarens are pretty pricey cars, so this, but, but it was, like, um, this was, like, a big, uh, uh promo well, there, thing for there's them. a whole sequence where there's, a, like, a car chase through the streets of London, um, and there's, like, 
a scene where they're like racing against like a bunch of trucks like there's a bunch of guys and guns and motorcycles and they're going underneath the trucks this whole like slow motion like kind of like yeah. you know massive stunts the rock even like takes a shotgun smashes his bare fist through <laughs> the window of the McLaren, it's pulls true. out the shotgun, like cocks it one-handed, flips it up, blasts a guy on the motorcycle, right? This whole thing. And then in the middle of this sequence, they do a close-up shot of the McLaren logo. It's like, true. Seconds. So I yeah. was like, uh... Yeah, no, it's got it. That, yeah, for sure. That chase sequence also, though, it does have what I think I genuinely um, when the... One where, like, um, Idris Elba's cyborg motorcycle, like, folds up for him to go under the car, the, the, um, the tractor trailer with it, uh, in slow-mo, uh, a a sick stunt, dude, and also I saw that and was like, that was definitely in the trailer, wasn't it? Like, that was... Dude, everything was in the trailer. In the end where you have the parade of trucks, like, you know, chained together, and the rock pulls the helicopter down with a chain on the end of it, right? That was in the trailer. Oh, wow, okay. Even the bit where, like, they're like, oh, we don't have any guns, we'll have to, like, do the Samoan, like, you know, uh, traditional weapons instead. That was in, like, they showed the whole movie in the trailer. I remember being very pissed about that, seeing the trailer, because... I like fucking leave something, but but that that leads me to like you don't go. I think we're the only ones going into this franchise trying to figure out what the plot and lore. That's true, are. yeah. Everyone else is like, oh, that looks like a cool stunt. I'd like to see the full version of that up close on a big screen. Maybe I yeah. guess I don't know. Oh, all right. They better say grace before the barbecue at the end. <laughs> all right, exactly. Yeah, so you are you have two out of three correct here. Are you ready for your fourth and final question? Oh, there's a fourth one. I thought there's we were a done. fourth. No, there's one more. Okay. All right. Uh, so the here are your options for the fourth one. Uh, was the Hobbs and Shaw sponsored by A. Unilever, B. PepsiCo, C. Lipton Tea, or D. Brisk Ice Tea? What the fuck? Okay, wait. What was that first one? Unilever? What the U- fuck is that? Unilever. It's a it's a food products corporation. Um, PepsiCo, uh, Lipton tea, or brisk iced tea. Okay, there is a scene where The Rock has a parade of people bring him what can generously be described as. A mountain's worth of pancakes. Uh-huh. Like a, a plate of a pancake stack as as high as a small person. <laughs> sure, yeah. So if IHOP were an option here. It's not. I no, I know it's not, but I'm saying like a, 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 if IHOP were here, I'd be like IHOP. A hundred percent. Like, you know, that because because sure. at the pancake place that's where Ryan Reynolds shows up and they have a lot of time yeah. in the pancake place. So like I would a hundred percent say IHOP. Um I'm now here's the I'm so distracted by the pancakes I couldn't see what they were drinking. <laughs> right? Like there were so many fucking pancakes. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to think, but I what were the last two? Lipton or Brisk? Yeah. Because I wanna say if iced tea feels right. Uh-huh. I'm going Lipton. Alright, it's a trick question, Zachary. They're all the same fucking company. <laughs> They're all the same company. Uh, the, the Do they answer, even sponsor Hobbs and Shaw? Uh, Brisk. Uh, well, they're all the same company, and they sponsor Hobbs and Shaw, because now we get to talk about 
uh, briskhobsonshaw.com and the and brisk's uh can of whoop ass campaign what? based on the rock's prominent line in the yo, trailer what yo wait hold on wait is this like ecto cooler where like we have to track down someone on ebay has like, a, a six pack of brisk whoop ass so i have a press release here let's see if i can pull this up Dude, uh, I need to drink brisk whoop ass oh, and mix it with. You know, The Rock has a spe- his own brand of tequila. So I you gotta put The Rock tequila in the brisk. I whoop-ass. don't think it's a special flavor. Let me see if I can see. Uh, this summer, Brisk, the iced tea known for its powerhouse flavors and blockbuster matchups, is partnering with Universal Pictures for this summer's release of Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. Blah blah blah. blah. Uh, Inspired by a line spoken by Dwayne Johnson's Luke Hobbs in the film's trailer, Brisk has made his ice-cold can of whoop-ass an ice-cold iced tea reality. Okay. Go on. (laughs) I am intrigued. (laughs) To bring the can's story to life, Brisk called on aspiring filmmakers to design and develop a digital ad to debut Brisk's cans of whoop-ass. The winning ad from creator Evans Alexandre was selected out of multiple entries from young creators. The ad, which can be viewed here, I'll send it to you in a moment, is set within the Hobbs and Shaw universe, don't worry, we'll get there in a moment, and stars WWE superstar and actor Roman Reigns, who plays Mateo, one of Hobbs' brothers, in the film. In addition, Alexandre received a -a once-in-a-lifetime summer mentorship with Hobbs and Shaw director David Leach, and will also receive a Brit- okay, blah, 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 blah. The specially made cans of whoop-ass will be available for consumers through sweepstakes on Brisk social media, at ComplexCon in Chicago, and at select retail activations and early screenings of Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> so I don't think we're going to be able to find this, unfortunately. I'm looking at the can now, yeah, and it says iced tea lemon flavor with other natural flavors. So I'm now going to cross-reference it with just Brisk Lemon and see yeah. if they, like, because it seems like probably they just took Brisk Lemon and put it in... Now, I yeah, le- lemon flavor always says with other natural flavors. So it is just brisk lemon. They just happen to have No, I did ex- some extensive research on this, I will say. Uh-huh. Um first of all, I'm going to send you a link to watch the uh watch the ad cuz you know, if you you must be uh curious now. I uh, I for sure am. Are are you kidding? Yeah, I don't know how much this is going to be usable, but here you go. Here's the ad. Um, and, uh, even more importantly, I found an interview with, uh, David Leach. Uh, is that how we decided to pronounce his name? Leach? Leech, I have David no idea. Leech? We should have probably done more research for this. Okay. Uh, so I found an interview on ScreenRant.com with David Leach about the brisk advertisements tie-in and how it relates to sort of the canon of the Fast and Furious universe. Okay. I want to get... Hold on, let me watch this video. Okay. That's not how I would have expected whoop to be spelled. (laughs) So this ad is, like, for, like, the other Hobbses. All the other Hobbs brothers are just howling around in the garage when one of them stops, picks up a can of whoop-ass, drinks it, and all the other ones are like, Hell fucking yeah, bro, that shit's tight as fuck. Let's all drink brisk. Yeah, no, pretty much. Okay, so now please do explain to me, 
Please do explain to me how the director presents this ad as tying into the Fast and Furious universe. Well, well no, I, no, I'm sorry. The Hobbs and Shaw universe. Yeah. We do have to, through the timeline mergings as foretold by Gizmo, we do have to discuss the canonicity of Hobbs and Shaw and everything else. So, uh, by all means, take it away. Yeah, so there's really... Here's the thing. There's, so this interview doesn't really go into as much detail as I would like, unfortunately. So the well, inter- almost nothing would with the level of detail and specificity that you and I require yeah. for our, you know, canon uh, confirmation. So the interviewer asked uh, David Leach, uh, in terms of coming into the world of Fast and Furious, were there any rules on what could be done or any tips that you gave? He's asking specifically about the brisk ad in the world of Fast and Furious. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go okay. on. So uh, he says, the Brisk team had some ideas, and the kids that were looking to win the contest had to present their ideas as well. But they had access to art department materials from the film, and the idea was really pushed was this one line from the film, the can of whoop-ass, which represents the Brisk tea, and it's a line that Hobbs says at the beginning of the movie. And that was what the theme was. You want to create your idea around a can of whoop-ass. And Evan's idea was very interesting. He got to go through the whole filmmaking process. Art department, props, special effects, Roman Reigns. Like, he had real talent there. We had some of our stunt performers, and it was a huge opportunity for him. So he didn't really say anything there at all that had anything to do with the uh, uh, with this. Um, so, unfortunately, it's, the interviewer, I think, was trying to like uh, uh, get into... Uh, what we're trying to figure out. Uh, Wait, that was it. That was the whole. That was the whole thing. That was. I mean, there's more of this interview if you want to read it. But that's all Not he said. Really, I wanted you to present to me the most interesting part. That, that was nothing. Unfortunately, was the most interesting part. That was nothing. He just said a bunch of nothing. He was like, "Yeah, to make this commercial, we used cameras and lights and a set. We had people in front of the camera, but they weren't like real people. Like they were real people. They were pretending to be other people. They were acting. like." fuck you talking about like the guy asked like you know how did brisk interact with the canon of the universe and he's like well you know we turned the camera on and, it out of set. and, and you're like oh well here's something very interesting and then proceeded to read to me the most milquetoast non like yeah we made a commercial i wanted you to share in my disappointment oh well mission fucking accomplished then <laughs> But we, we should talk about the uh, the implications for canon, um, you know, from this movie, because there are a few of them, uh, some minor things, some bigger things. Like, for example, Shaw is referred to the CIA by Mr. Nobody. That's his only mention in the movie. That's the only thing yeah. that has to do with the agency, the whole movie. Um, yeah. So I, I and I, I think, you know, more about this than I do. So I, I, I but my thought when watching this was. Uh, like I was, I was watching this whole movie with nary a mention of the agency, but a bunch of other acronyms thrown around, and I had the thought: Does the agency come from spy racers? <laughs> like, is the agency? No, no, no. There's a huge A in Fast Ten. Right. No. So, but but Zachary, Fast Ten came after Spy Racers. Oh, so I see my the question, question You're is. Saying... Was the idea of the agency first Spy Racers introduced? also came before F9. Yeah. So, again, my question, and then now we see Hobbs and Shaw, where there's no big A, and my question is, was the idea of the agency 
first conceived in Spy Racers. So what you're saying is, because like we theorized when we watched Fast 10, was that the early films just referred to the agency as like, oh, Mr. Nobody is part of an anonymous organization. And then eventually they just designed a big A and were like, that's it. You're saying that they referred to that, like, the exact point when it became the agency as its title and not a euphemism was in Spy Racers? That's my fear. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. We have... Because the when we watch Fate of the Furious... Yeah, Fate of the Furious will we'll probably settle this That's going to make another. or break it, right? Because yeah. in that movie, if they don't have... Like if there's no spinning A, then the answer is yes. It's from Spy Racers. Answer is Spy, which is my God, that's insane. Mind bog, mind boggling ramifications. Because here's the thing. One thing I noticed is that so in Spy Racers, um, when Sudarkov has his self-driving cars and like planes and everything, any AI piloted vehicle has a green glow in its headlights, Mm -hmm. right? Or four lights or or targeting sites or whatever. There's a green light. Now, I am freaking colorblind, but I'm pretty sure that the lights of all the self-driving vehicles that Etienne has were green. They might have been yellow, but they were like a greenish yellow. There was like a... Because their vehicles are all self-driving by AI, right? And they all had... And this was a conscious choice, which I did notice that any vehicle that was Etienne, like deployed right mm-hmm. in, in any action sequence had its green headlights right hmm, okay like uh the the motor the self-driving motorcycle the truck the the little like jeeps and everything mm. all green headlights um and i was like i think this came first yeah but like that is weird attention to detail yeah um it also goes into uh, according to the fast and furious wiki which i go to very (laughs) very infrequently because i don't want things spoiled for me Uh uh-huh um but according to this and i don't remember this being mentioned but then again i was not paying attention a whole lot um dan the like the data analysis neural network right Mm. is said to be an ai which was grafted onto an agent wounded in combat um, and that is where that is why she's a cyborg, not a full AI. Um, although oh, they really? talk about her as an AI, is that she was at one point a person. Um, and uh, there's actually a bit on the wiki where it says like Dan and Brixton have the same backstory. It is unclear if they were created in in the same way. The thing is, though, Dan was created by the agency. Yeah. Brixton was created by Etienne, and that brings me to fan theory number one. Hobbs and Shaw fan theory number one. All right. Because we got a few here. I want to talk about my first theory here. Etienne is the agency. Hmm. They talk about them being a behind-the-scenes global power that controls all world governments and media and everything. Hmm. And has access to all this amazing technology. And they have, um, you know, they're connected to all these spy agencies as well. They have their fingers in everything. They were able to recruit from MI6. And, and uh, you know, they're working on AI. Much the same way that, um, and, and super weapons. Much the same way that the agency is said to be working on AI and super weapons. Right. And the director has no face, right? He's just a voice. is just a voice. Yeah. Right. Um, but... I do. I think that it is like the way that Hydra is Shield, mm. or Shield is Hydra, right? Where sure. like I think Etienne is 
is a, a, sh- a shadow organization, a shadow organization within, within the agency. Mm. Now that's interesting. Which gets into so there's the director, right? Right. Now the director at the end, there's like the the modulated voice comes through and it's like Hobbs, we have a history. You don't remember me, do you? Mm. But I'll be watching you now, right? Right. Um, like, you know, cause I wanted to work together, but you won't work with me. So now whatever. Now this was clearly a setup for Hobbs and Shaw sequel, which isn't, isn't happening. Isn't happening. Cause they, they scrapped it. The rock was done. Now he's coming back for Hobbs movie. Um, oh, and this is, would be a good time. Joey, I happen to know the name of the next Hobbs movie reportedly, according to IMDb and some production websites. This is the title of the upcoming Hobbs movie. Okay. Uh, to, to, uh, I don't think we mentioned yet on the podcast, the full title of Hobbs and Shaw is Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. The full title for the next Hobbs movie is apparently uh-huh. Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Reyes. Okay. <laughs> Reyes being Dante Reyes, Jason Momoa's character. Right. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Now this is really... And that's interesting. The screenwriter for Hobbs and Reyes is the same screenwriter as the screenwriter for Hobbs and Shaw. Interesting. Okay. So, I wrote down a few different possible candidates of who the director is. Uh-huh. I want to get them out of the way, kind of the most obvious ones, right? Sure. Number one um, is Dante Reyes, right? No. That, Let's big, toss that right out. No, I, I'm going to toss this one out. I do not think so. I, he doesn't seem like the type... Right? He does have a history with Hobbes, uh-huh. right? Because Hobbes killed his dad and, and whatever, right? Yeah. And he sure. doesn't remember him and, and all that stuff and whatever. Don't think it's him because he, he's not the type, right? Yeah. Um, however, I do think that, that this next one is more likely Paul Blartman. Hmm. The okay. guy who is Mr. Nobody's right hand man who then took over and is working with Dante Reyes and mm. was there the day that Hobbs was there. Mm. Now, I do not know if this was the original intention. I think they actually just left it blank. Yeah. I don't think that they had somebody in mind. Yeah, there wasn't anybody back there yet. Yeah. But if it is revealed. Uh, right much like uh, in the way that you described this to me, Zachary was was your Snoke theories, right? Yes, for who the, uh, the mu- Snoke theories for Fast and, and Furious, and much like J.J. Abrams had no fucking clue <laughs> who yeah. was who was behind the mask there. Uh, yeah, no, I think you're probably right that there wasn't uh, there wasn't a plan for uh, for who the, this director was initially. I then I do have some other uh, you know, we can write off Dan and Sudarikov like I did put them on yeah. here I don't think that that's no. gonna be them um, yeah the Dinkler yeah sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> could be could be Dinkler uh, the other one is um, Elon Musk slash Robert Downey Jr. Uh, this is a theory that mm. when Vin Diesel says that there's like the antithesis of Dominic Toretto right for like planned for the Fast Ten sequels who's right. like an Elon Musk type inventor character. Right, it talks about like tech solving the world's problems. Right, this sounds to me like Etienne. It now, does, I don't think yeah. Vin Diesel watched Hobbs and Shaw, but probably not. No, but right because there is the same screenwriter, I do think that they might try to pay this off. Yeah, and if Reyes is in Vin Diesel's vision working with Robert Downey Jr. and Elon Musk, who again I don't think they're getting Robert Downey Jr., but I yeah. think they want Robert Downey Jr. Sure. Um, but so like the tech guy. In that, like, Reyes and Tech Guy partnership mm-hmm. would be 
I think the director. Sure. Right? Like, I think that that screenwriter would tie that in together to set up for Fast 10 Part 2. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of this does not actually is not as terrifying as the true identity of who the director is okay because here's the thing there these are all plausible theories uh-huh but i do know who voiced the director oh no okay it was ryan reynolds i'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, gonna die oh because apparently the voice credited for voicing the director and uh-huh. his modulated voice uh-huh. in this movie is a pseudonym only ever used by Ryan Reynolds. Oh I don't have God. the pseudonym in front of me, but apparently Ryan Reynolds, just while he was on set, kind of like how Benedict Cumberpatch voiced Dormammu for Doctor Strange, right? right? Um, apparently, the voice for the director, because it was modulated to hell and they, did, yeah. they just needed someone to deliver the lines... Was provided by Ryan Reynolds. Mm. So it's Deadpool. You're saying it's actually uh, Deadpool who is the. Well, so what I'm saying director. is when Locke shows up and is super unfunny and is like, it's yeah. me, the wacky CIA agent, I'm gonna, yeah. recruiting you into this. Now, be, with the scene of like, you know, the director being like, don't, uh, Hobbs and Shaw, I, you know, they're coming after you. Don't uh-huh. kill them. I want them recruited. And yeah. Locke being the one that sends them into oh, it. Oh, yeah. In the first place, oh, that'd be super lame. Oh, All of a sudden, so now bad. there's a different theory here, which is the read of the movie is Ryan Reynolds Ugh. is our Snoke here. Ryan Reynolds that is a double agent, and he's so actually bad. the bad guy in this movie. Hey, to be it. fair, he's the bad guy in my movie. <laughs> he's, he's, my, he's my personal bad guy, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, because I don't like Ryan <laughs> But, yeah, apparently, behind-the-scenes trivia... The voice of the director is provided by Ryan Reynolds. Well, well, Zachary, that's upsetting. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> now, I think it's still more likely that they're going to do that it's either Paul Blartman or some other ally of Dante Reyes, mm. uh, but not Dante Reyes himself. I uh, See, I just assumed that it was an AI and that, like, that was going to be the big... I didn't expect there to not be a reveal in this movie, right? So that kind of uh, messed up. My assumption was, like, oh, it's just an AI, right? Like, they've they've gone full, like, you know, uh, they've gone full spy racers here, right? Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's an AI that runs Etion or whatever. Um... But, uh, I don't know. I I have no idea if that's uh, a, a realistic... But again, I think you're right that there just was no plan, right? Like, they they hadn't actually felt right. that in I think yet. it was a Snoke moment. Certified Snoke moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah. And then, talking about also, like, uh, connections to other stuff. Um, Shaw's hideout in this one is the same hideout that we see in F9 and Fast 10. So... I liked that little bit of continuity. Yeah. Um, there's a character on the poster of this movie mm-hmm. who is in generously, let's say, half a scene of this movie, which was wild to me. Oh, uh, who, what character? Uh, Margarita. Is she the one who gives them the gear in Russia or something? Yes. Okay, yeah. And I want to talk about her character for a moment, because okay. I don't think she's in any other Fast and Furious movies. Highly But she was, it. like, promoted as, like, a big deal in this movie. Was she I don't really? know if she was okay. supposed to have a bigger role or it was just a contractual thing to get this actress in. I have no idea who played her. Okay. But the interesting thing about her is that she is um, someone with a connection to Shaw, 
who leads an all-female, dressed-in-black, covert ops crime syndicate that, you know, robs mansions of oligarchs. Sure, but is wholly distinct from the ones in Fast 10. No, so I was going to say, is this the same organization that shows up in the next one where, um, like, Madeline Shaw has connections with an all-black uh, clad, all-female uh, covert ops crime syndicate who robs mansions of oligarchs. I assume that this is just, like, an example of convergent evolution, where, like, right. two, <laughs> right, right. two different times they were just like, hey, wouldn't this be rad? <laughs> right, because I wrote down, is Margarita friends with Cardi B? Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. I do think that for our project here, where we're trying to understand the canon as implied by yeah. kind of the loose threads of these films, that we do have to understand that you I know mean, maybe yeah that this is just the all-female oligarch robbing black outfit wearing uh crime family that the shaws have a connection to sure yeah <laughs> and i and i think that that's just something we have to accept is that like parallel evolution can happen it's yeah. not going to be acknowledged um we're just we're just going to take that <laughs> yeah sure um also apparently hobbs uh is speaking more about like connections to other movies um, other things do carry through here that mm. appear in other movies, such as, um, you know, there, there's a mention of like an incident in New York. I'm assuming that was Fate of the Furious. Um, there's a mention of Hobbes saving the world four times. Uh, th- there, there are numerous Star Wars references. There's, um, true. Tacit, there's... Uh, which edition. basically just keep confirms my sort of hypothesis from uh i, I forget when i first in it, first phrases that somebody's just a big star wars fan Nine, yeah. yeah exactly right because they keep just putting it in here <laughs> um there is um you know the rock says some bitch a lot uh karen oh. i guess building up to the post credit scene of fast 10 um and of course, the whole end speech with uh, you know we have family, you have technology. That's why we will always win. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool, the franchise is back. Yeah. Um, but I yes. mean, but like that's also that. Listen, as good as this movie is, that does carry throughout the whole movie, right? Like that doesn't just show back up at the end, right? Like I mean, they're they're fighting a cyborg who is made by a, a techno cult, right? Like. And um, oh right, and a, and a tacit admission of the fact that climate change is is, is a problem. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Like it's it's all it's all the. Uh, I mean. It, oh, it, sorry. It still Wait, is. climate change isn't a problem because you have to believe in people. I'm sorry. People I'm, will do the I'm, right thing, and I'm, climate change won't be I'm a problem. Already lost the thread. Sorry. No, because because uh, remember, like Brixton's like, oh, humanity will wipe itself out by like this day. That's the data, and they're like, oh yeah, you think sure. that, but you're wrong because you you know you have to believe yeah. in people. Did I? By the way, did I uh, listen? I don't know if I I got to mention this before. Uh, Brixton's "I'm Black Superman" line is pretty good, but uh, I do think uh, his his line that was my favorite, that was maybe my favorite uh, line in any movie ever, is when he says "genocide schmenocide." Oh yeah, that is excellent. <laughs> when he said "genocide schmenocide," I was like, "Whoa!" What a line! Yeah. <laughs> The script was on fire when it, it that. It really was. <laughs> Genocide, Schmenocide was pretty great. It's, it's quite a line there by Brixton. A real very thinker, good. that one. <laughs> yep. 
Uh, but yeah, we should talk about the fact that the Italian job is apparently canon. Yeah. Because, um, in... Uh, now, Joey, have you seen the Italian job? I have not seen the Italian job. I have seen the Italian job. Okay. Now, in Fast and Furious, right, we know Deckard Shaw's name. That's his birth name. He grew up mm. Deckard Shaw. We do not know Cypher's name, played by Charlize Theron. Right. He just goes by Cypher. In the Italian job, there's a character played by Charlize Theron who we get her, like, family name and, you know, given name and and all that. She's a major character. And there is a criminal, British criminal, played Mm -hmm. by Jason Statham, who only goes by a moniker, Mm -hmm. a code name, Handsome Rob. Okay. Now, the thing is, in in Shaw's lair, Shaw has the little, um... It's a Mini Cooper. A Mini Cooper from the Italian job. And Hobbs is like, that's a small car. And he's like, I use, we use them on the Italian job, right? right no, he's, yeah, he, he says, I use them for a job over in Italy, basically, is what he right. says. Yeah. Um, which, and the director was asked about this, and his yeah. answer was, uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's great. Thought it would be funny. Yeah. And to be fair, that is the correct attitude to have towards canon. I don't yes. know. Yeah, no, it's good. Listen, especially for Fast and Furious, like, nobody should put anywhere near as much thought into this as we are. <laughs> but I did a bit of digging, because we do have to think about this, because sure. we have to figure out if we're going to talk about the Italian job on this podcast. Yeah, that's and true. And apparently, there was a seat, because here's the thing, I was like, eh, it could go either way. There is a little bit of lost media, so to speak, that does oh. kind of support this hypothesis. Oh, no. There was a sequel to The Italian Job in the works. I think it was scripted, but never produced. Mm-hmm. Do you want to guess what its title was? Was it Fast and Furious Presents no. The Italian Job too? <laughs> no, it was not. It was The Brazilian Job. Oh, no. And you know that the Fast and Furious franchise fucking loves Brazil. Oh, no. So I saw someone online was mm-hmm. like, what if... Like, Vin Diesel... This was the funniest possible like thing. I think their theory was, like, Vin Diesel accidentally kills Mark Wahlberg in a street race in Brazil, and then <laughs> that radicalizes Cypher, because he's the like, love interest of Mark Wahlberg, and, and, like, Charlie's Theron in that movie, to go after Dominic Toretto. Oh, like, my later God. When she shows up in the franchise. Wait, um, is there no... I mean, I guess we wouldn't know yet, but is there not a reason given for why Charlize Theron's character hates the family? I have n- Yeah, we wouldn't know. We, we, we would have no way to know. We would not know, but yeah. here's here's something that we do know. We know that it is said that she killed the mother of Dom's child. Right. We also know that the mother of Dom's child, right? W- was the uh, Brazilian Was Brazilian cop. from yeah. Brazil, and her sister was in the street racing ring that Dominic Toretto runs in when he's in Brazil. Right. Also, from our episode on the beef with The Rock, we know that that's where The Rock first meets them, right? Uh, right. And I think The Rock is introduced this around the same time as the first Shaw because they're both in the ride. Again, we're speculating because we have not seen Yeah, it. there's a lot of speculation happening here. Um, But so the, the threads are there. Yeah. And here's the thing. I'm going to choose to believe that the Italian job is canon. I, I want to believe. Yes. I want to believe. <laughs> Because it is funny. Because also, I want to believe that Mark Wahlberg is part of this franchise. 
<coughs> because that is the funniest thing of all. Yeah. Is the idea of Mark Wahlberg being and I, I would love the idea of Mark Wahlberg showing up and just being like, let me tell you how I would have stopped 9-11, Dominic Toretto. <laughs> <laughs> Because Mark Wahlberg's ego is the perfect... And I do like the theory it's that true. Vin Diesel killed Mark Wahlberg in a street race in Brazil. <laughs> if we need... If we need any... If we can get any more egos in here. <laughs> what if Mark Wahlberg is actually the, the <coughs> guy? What if he's the director? What if it's Mark Wahlberg? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, fucking... I mean, it could be Ed Norton. He's in that movie, too. Is he really? Oh. We gotta Man. watch the Italian job. I don't remember a whole lot of that. I think Donald Sutherland is also in it. Sure. All right. Well, uh, listen. Apparently, it's part of this franchise, so I guess apparently we'll get to it, it is, eventually. It is part of the franchise. I think it is as canon as like. Um, I mean, we'll get to it eventually, but like, better luck. Yeah. Tomorrow. Let's just, no no spoilers. No spoilers. Here. But I think it is like you know if we if if we're saying that movie's canon, which you know the directors and actors do, mm. then like I think Italian Job has to be considered canon as well, at least on equal footing. Mm. equal plausibility in terms of canon sure no but you know when we're talking about like you know this relation to to fast and furious movies like it isn't a fast and furious movie again until really like the end there where i do feel like with the whole like family and the chop shop and the you know the whole like extended ludicrous chase sequence that like mm-hmm. at that point it becomes a fast and furious movie now Lud- ludicrous isn't in it i just don't want to confuse anybody oh <laughs> yeah poor, <laughs> very poor choice of words um yeah no uh yeah, yeah. but uh, you know it, it was just uh th- then it becomes fast and furious um i do like that the rock takes off his shirt to do the tribal like ritual mm. and then as he's running to catch up <laughs> puts, to puts his shirt truck, back on puts his shirt back on so that for that chase sequence he doesn't like not have his shirt yeah. on <laughs> because you need that in the trailer you don't want him just being shirtless i guess i don't know but uh well yeah, it's so that you can see his big muscles bulging through the shirt, through the shirt. well because yeah. Here's the thing, right? It was this is three years after Civil War, and he's like, "Well, Chris Evans had a, held a helicopter with the, the yeah, I'm gonna, sure. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do that too." So they, yeah, they do, they they do, boy, do they do that? That's yeah, that is yeah, that does happen. Where he just like in one hand has the truck, and then in the other hand has a chain that's tied to a helicopter. <laughs> Right, and then pulls, and then <laughs> and the chain comes loose, yeah. and then he pulls it back. Yeah, with the helicopter trying to move in the other direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really yeah. great stuff. I mean, no, no notes. Um, yeah, but yeah, I do think I'm gonna, you know, going back to like our tier rankings as we like update every episode that we watch one of these movies. This is S tier. S tier, absolutely S tier. Oh my god! This is the peak of the franchise. I don't think it's going to get better than this. I think, frankly, I think it's all downhill from here. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I mean, the the only hope is the uh, is the 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 Hobbs movie, right? Like, uh, I guess we'll see. Because here's the thing: Jason Momoa is excellent. That's true. The Rock is excellent. And the thing about Jason Momoa is that he's not taking himself seriously. Like, yeah. the, the thing that makes him fun is that he's not doing this serious bald guy shtick. He's like the opposite. He's got long flowy hair. He, yeah. 
But here's the thing, though, is that that does kind of make me a little bit uncomfortable. Like, I did watch the scene that I missed to go to the bathroom, like, in Fa- Fast 10, uh-huh. um, where he's, like, painting the nails of corpses and stuff. Yeah. And there's a line there which you neglected to mention to me, which is super important to understanding his character. Oh, I don't he remember. Mentions, I mean, there are a couple things. First of all, he mentions that his skull was cracked, and that then he, like, it damaged his brain, uh-huh. and that's why he is the way that he is. Oh, um, I don't remember that. Okay. No, like, so someone was like, oh, yeah, he was, he, like, you know, fell off a bridge and began and hit his head so hard he became gay joker but the other thing (laughs) got his hair up in a bun he's like painting nails and he's like "Mm, let's just take some of the you know edgy like the edge off you know just take a step back heal from all the toxic masculinity very important i'm like is vin diesel do i even have to complete the thought like you know where i'm going with that right like I, i i'm just like oh is this where like okay so vin diesel's big things that he does not like are like pokemon go uh-huh. elon musk uh ai mm, lack of masculinity in men cars yeah. that aren't stick shifts uh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, and, and people who don't like piss, right? Like, <laughs> <coughs> like it, it very much starts to feel like just kind of like we're watching Vin Diesel's like Facebook wall. Yeah, especially I, as I start mentioning minions more frequently as well. Like, I'm yeah. like, oh, this is like your weird uncle's Facebook page. Next, next thing you know, uh, it's going to be uh, about how comedy was better when you could say whatever you wanted, right? Like, that's oh my god, comedy's <laughs> illegal now. Yeah. yeah, you can't, you couldn't make this movie today. <laughs> it used to be that you could drive really <laughs> fast and steal VCRs, but yeah. now you can't. Now you, you have can't to do, do international that. espionage because of the woke. Yeah. Genocide, shamanicide. Genocide, shamanicide. But anyway, uh, okay, so that's S tier. I think Fast 10 we put in like A originally, but then you bumped down to like B because there might be room there. I I don't know. I I don't know. It's A A or B. I think we're going to keep it A until something dethrones it. Yeah, I don't don't retroactively feel worse about Fast 10. I think I'm okay leaving it where it was. Yeah, so we got S tiers, Hobbs and Shaw. A tier is is fast ten. I think. What did we put? Nine. nine we nine. C, I wanted to put. D. I wanted to put F. You said D because you said that for sure there was going to be something. Worse. That's true. Yeah, we had to leave room at the bottom. Yes. Which I don't know. I don't know if we're going to get worse than nine. Nine was really bad. Dude. It was really bad. But there were things in nine which did like bump it up. Like for example, the the young actors were spot yeah. on casting and and some stuff like that um yeah okay so we didn't uh, obviously we didn't talk about this uh on the show but uh i sent so i sent zachary a video of um a very young vin diesel doing like uh, a promo for like a toy company that he was working with when he was pretty young um and it was it, like mind blowing, right? Like to see see him that young. I'd never seen Vin Diesel like when he was actually that young, and he's like you know looks like a young Vin Diesel. But what was amazing was um it like actually made you realize how good of a casting job they did for the young actors uh in uh in F9 uh because for, especially for the the young Dominic Toretto because uh this was like a, a video of of Vin Diesel when he was like about that age uh it was uh, spot it was on uncanny, yeah. it was very good um but yeah I no I think we're good with this ranking for right now uh this is definitely S tier yeah um 
Although I do think that, like, it is way above Fast 10. Like, the, the difference between S and A here is, like, that's why If I'm, you want like, to drop Fast, Fast 10, 10 down to a B, I'm okay with that. But then I feel like we're just going to have an empty A tier, <laughs> to be honest. Well, we'll see if there's... That's... I, you know, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, look, I have I have heard things about, like, the middle ones of these movies. That's look, we're going to reevaluate, right? We can we'll reevaluate always... as we go. Let's keep it A for right now. Sure, yeah, we can always change. We only have th- seen three movies. But, so. you know, here's the thing. You know who's seen lots of movies? Oh, Other no. people. <laughs> and I'm sure that we care deeply about what they have to say about Oh, us. yeah. But here's the problem, Joey. Mm-hmm. This is our oldest and most treasured bit on the show. <laughs> um, but last episode, I gave... A lot of other bits kind of, you know, uh, I, I imbued them with, you know, a personal, like a passion of mine of like weird, fun to sing, 90s, 2000s, like, God. you know, rock uh, intros. And Yeah, I thought that was going to be a one-time thing. Yeah, no, we didn't have one for in reviews, so oh. I figured that, um, yeah, now I, I am excited to debut the new intro for uh, our oldest and most treasured segment in reviews oh my god well it's hard to see what it is i've seen with you wonder if anyone else seen it too their words i'll say their scores you'll choose it's what we do on in reviews god damn all right i'm excited i just want to say i had i had sister hazel tickets um and then i had a uh, <laughs> and had to go to the hospital and couldn't go see the show i'm very <laughs> mad about it i was out 60 minutes, i just i just want to mention on the podcast oh, there's a god. record that i am pissed at like life the fact this podcast I... is the most weirdly specific things that we talk <laughs> we talk about See, here's the thing is, I know for a fact that, like, mm, at least two of our listeners, as soon as I started talking about Weird Rock, they were like, is he gonna do... Oh my god. The Sister Hazel bit? <laughs> like, because, oh. I, look, I, I famously very much love that song. I have yet to find an in for how to bring Blues Traveler into this oh podcast, my god. All but I right. know I'm working on it night and day. Kill uh, me now. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, let's start off with um, MVP of in reviews. Let's check in on Shook One. Uh, okay. Still don't <laughs> yeah. know how to say his name. Um, but uh, so Sh- uh, Shook One has reviewed, uh, and I went, I had to find this review specifically. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Again, um, you know, I explained it in the theme song, but I read the reviews, and Joey has to guess uh, what the. Uh, you know, scores, star, star ratings. ratings out of five half ratings are allowed. Um, if you're within a half rating, I'll give you the point. You guys can feel free to play along at home. Keep track of your own score. Don't tell me. I don't care. All right. Here is the <laughs> review. Apparently, meanwhile, also silly blockbusters start taking over the stupidity of conspiracy theories underlying the plot. Someone in charge might want to double check this, dear Hollywood. What? Oh, sorry. One more, one more, one more time. Could you repeat um, that? Apparently, meanwhile, also, <laughs> like three different <laughs> leading false start. Okay, yeah, no capitalizations <laughs> or punctuation. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Silly blockbusters start taking over the stupidity of conspiracy theories underlying the plot. Someone in charge might want to double check this, dear Hollywood. Oh my God. Okay, this is my favorite guy. <laughs> this is pretty all right. Um, 
It's um, kind of an easy one. I mean, is it one star? It's one star, yeah. Okay. You got that yeah. one, dude. Um, now, uh, occasionally I have read from... I try to just bring, like, rando opinions in here. But this is uh, an opinion I respect. This is the YouTuber 24 Frames of Nick, um, who okay. has uh, reviewed this movie saying, I like boys and men. <laughs> uh, is that a uh, five-star review? It's four and a half. Okay. Uh, so I will I will give it to you. Nice. Um, all right. This next one comes to us from Jay. Uh, and Jay says, do you think Hobbs and Shaw ever explored each other's bodies? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't give me a lot to go with. Um, it's more of a question than a review. True. Yeah, really. Uh, but it does have a star rating attached to it, you're saying. It does have a star rating. There is... There are some reviews that don't have star ratings, but I have not, um... I have... I'm not doing trick questions this time around. Okay, thank you. Um... Oh, jeez. I guess I just have to take a swing. Uh, four stars? Three. Three. Okay. I am not Mm. giving you the point because you have to be within half. Yeah, no, that's fair. I I just had to take a... I mean, I don't know if they support each other's bodies, but that doesn't really help me much. Right. I do want to bring up uh, one which is uh, on here that we have done before, which is the would have been one and a half, but I was reminded of Ryan Reynolds being in the film. Yes. (laughs) That one one is excellent. Um... So this one, uh, this guy's kind of, you know, Jack and our steez in the first sentence... Um, where he says, I've only seen, this, this is from Taylor Williams, and he says, I've only seen the first Fast and Furious and this. Figuring out how they exist in the same universe was more enjoyable than either movie. Um, so I don't like mm-hmm. how he's kind of, you know, coming for our bit. Yeah, the sure. sentence, um, I, I think is very fun. He says, I too love words like engage, mainframe, and extraction. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's pretty good. Now, what score would you say uh, Taylor gives this movie based on that? Uh, four and a half. That would be two. Oof. Okay. I misjudged the tone of that review. I guess. Uh, I guess. Um, let's two see. stars. Really. Woof. Okay. Here's here's one. Bad movies can be good sometimes. This is by a J, but a different J. Okay. Is that it? That's the whole review? That's the whole review. This is why the game is fun. Bad movies can be good sometimes. Oh, God. That doesn't give me anything. Um... Does it help if I say that there are three exclamation points? Oh, that might help a little bit. Five stars. Three. Oh, God, what? <laughs> I don't understand how people rate movies. <laughs> well, Letterboxd also has, like, people are, like, trying to be funny and rate movies. Sure. Um, here's one we won't agree with so much. Mm. I think this this is kind of the um, the opposite oh, to okay. uh, one that we've already had. Um Sophia, Sophian, Sophian says in all caps, Ryan Reynolds is the best thing in this film. Oh yeah. 
Now here's the thing. That yeah. doesn't actually tell me what the what they no, thought so of the movie. Because here's the thing, right? Is is it is it is a compliment of Ryan Reynolds. It's saying Ryan Reynolds yeah. elevates the film instead of brings the film down, but it's still not saying Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> give me anything. He uh, might hate Ryan Reynolds yeah. and is insult be insulting the movie, or he might love Ryan Reynolds and yeah. just be very psyched that Ryan Reynolds is in this. Okay. Well Which I Which way like... do you think this is gonna go? Oh, I mean, I want to say three stars. Dude, you got it. Really? Exactly. Nice. Three stars. Okay, cool. And now, the final review. Mm-hmm. This one by Brian uh, Espedia? Espedia? Genocide Schmenocide. <laughs> Very nice. Um, uh, five stars. It's two. Oh. God, what a I shame! Think you got, I think you got two that round. Uh, I lost track of how many we did. Yeah, same. Um, <laughs> but okay. uh, I think you might have gotten three. Actually, I'll, I'll have to listen to that back. But I, I'm going to say I think this was a good round. Yeah, no, that but was you know good. the thing about uh, this game mm-hmm. is that uh, it can be hard to say. Oh God! It's hard to say. Oh God! Hard to say. It's in review. We have outro music for this bit now, too. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know me and my my love. Oh my God! Weird nineties rock. All right. Uh, well, I think uh, I think that's it. That, that is, uh, yeah. I think uh, that again, about does it. Uh, that is, that is, to answer The Rock's question, that is what the fresh turkey hell is going on, uh, mm. at Hobbs and Shaw, this, uh, this, um, shall we say, um, makeshift Thanksgiving special. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving, uh, unless you're listening to this in the future, uh, in which case, um, hope you had or have, if, depending on which one you're closest to, <laughs> a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> If you're listening to this at just sort of a different point in the chronal stream, maybe just... Well, Thanksgiving is a made-up holiday. You can all... I mean, you know... Oh, that's the other thing. So there's, like... I mentioned the parade, the turkey, the British people going to the, you know, American indigenous family for help. And um, did I mention that, like, the whole point is, like, learning to be thankful for your family? You know, I I think I neglected to mention that part. I think that goes without cool. saying because it's Fast and Furious. But sure, you know, this is I think if we're gonna pick one to do a, a Thanksgiving episode, I mean, I don't know how many use the word turkey in the script. So like, mm-hmm. you know, this is this is as good as any. I think. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I think I think we nailed this one. Um, this has been in reverse. We are uh, on. Uh, you can find uh, all episodes of the podcast and subscribe to uh, the podcast on uh, inreversecast dot com, um, and we're on Instagram at inreversecast, um, which is pretty much our only social these days. Yeah, um, uh, everything else seems to be going down the tubes. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know if, if we've mentioned recently, but you can email us at, uh, hosts at inreversecast.com. Uh, have we checked a... that email? I have not been there. Yeah, I, I check that email periodically. There's nothing okay, there. <laughs> so don't worry. Um, oh, cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, um, there, there's, you know, like, contact forms on the, the website, uh, whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you like the show, please, uh, rate and review it somewhere. Uh, we will be back next episode with, uh, 
spy racers uh uh some other spy racers yeah and uh to our uh, uh our listeners i just want to uh, take the opportunity to say uh how thankful uh we are uh for you uh for you guys uh for listening and uh, i also want to say uh joey i'm thankful for doing this podcast with you my uh my brother this is uh you know this yeah is, this is really fun Thank you. I'm. I'm. I. I. I'm also thankful. This is. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we get to do this. All right. That's enough uh, warm and fuzzy stuff. Zachary, do you have a uh, a, a choice uh, a choice nug uh, a nice bit of wisdom for us to I do to go out on. I do, and you know what? This is as I mentioned earlier, the one movie where I actually, you know, have prior experience. This is the first one I'm rewatching. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there was a line that I remember being batshit insane and sticking out to me as like, what a wild line to say, um, that I, when I heard it again, rewatching it, I was like, Oh, right. That's the nugget of wisdom that, um, and, and inspiration, frankly, mm-hmm. that I'm giving to, uh, and gender equality as well, uh, that I'm giving to the, the listeners, uh, this episode. Uh-huh. See, there's a scene where Hobbes, uh, turns to Shaw when they're in the plane right before Kevin Hart, uh, interrupts them. And he says, you think I'm going through all this just so I can do the horizontal hula sexy, sexy time with your sister? <laughs> and Shaw says, not all, most. And then Hobbes responds, let me break it down for you, Frodo. This ain't 1955 anymore, all right? (laughs) Despite the fact that that girl sleeping right there is related to you, she's still one of the toughest, baddest, most capable women I've ever encountered in my entire life. And if she chooses to look the way of this big, brown, (laughs) well-endowed, tattooed mountain of a man, then guess what? I'm gonna let her climb this mountain over <laughs> and over and over again. Uh, I also love how it's like, you know, hey, we're progressive. Yeah. Also. <laughs> but also, I'll definitely have sex with I'm your gonna sister. fuck your sister. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely insane. <laughs> Also, just a brief aside, continuity note, because um, it is relevant to the podcast. Um, the year, the same, you know, he says this ain't 1955 anymore. I was mm. like, that's a weirdly specific year. The original The Fast and the Furious came out in 1955. Oh, uh, nice. Nice callback. That was, so I was like, wait, is that? And then I looked it up. That is the reference that they're making there. Ah, uh, cool. Very nice. Nice callback. All right. All right. Uh, well, I'm I'm thankful for the rock <laughs> gender equality. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Thank thank happy, you, sir. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. everybody.